This week on the BEMFCAST. Episode 64! Oh my god! Yes! 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 Episode 64! Hello, I'm the computer game. All right, and welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Episode, um, uh, 60. 32? Sure. 30, 30, 60, uh, 64. 64! 64. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, it's the last time I'm doing that. Right. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the beach. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we pause our lives, we continue on, and we watch a bad movie, then we come back in here. And we give it credit by talking about it, and then we rate said sh- shitty movie one to five jocks for a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie after robot jocks, or it gets one to five bags in a negative sliding scale as in douchebags after Twilight. The worst of the worst, stay away. So, in honor of episode 64, oh my god, we decided to do 1989's The Wizard. The Wizard. A Nintendo movie. Basically, a Nintendo movie. Sponsored movie. Uh, most famously known for the debut of Super Mario Brothers 3, which Elite. kids went to run into the theater to see, because, dear God. They gave away where one of the warp whistles was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they actually told you that on the poster. It was like a draw. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I think I saw this one in the theater, but I can't say for sure. Anyway. <laughs> Let's start, as we usually do, with a quick plot synopsis, and then we'll discuss. Corey and Jimmy Woods are two brothers who are being separated due to their parents divorcing. Jimmy is a mentally unstable kid that has had problems ever since his sister died at a young age. One day, Corey discovers that Jimmy has has a natural talent for playing video games. He is one of the best around, and the two journey to the West Coast to compete in a video game championship. But along the way, they must avoid the adults who are trying to take Jimmy away. Those darn adults. Yeah. So oh, Jimmy has always looking to take their kids back. Jimmy, the wizard, has an unnamed malady. He's just he's just kind of retarded. He's a little mentally unstable, <laughs> I guess. But never named, never you know, he's not autistic per it se. It seems implied that he's autistic, yeah. but in the realm of video games sure. is where he excels. Yeah, but that's really not how actual autism I know works. That's like Rain Man autism. This yeah, was nineteen eighty nine. They sure. didn't give a shit. Right. There's a lot of pseudoscience going on. Yes. There's a lot of unrealistic behavior going on. A but, whole lot of that stuff. Well, yeah. Um, You're enjoying my voice right now, aren't that's you? That's right. I am. The part of Mackie tonight will be played by <laughs> the guy from the Men's Warehouse Once again. Once yeah. again. Um, yeah. So, Luke Edwards, Jimmy Woods, he's who plays Jimmy Woods, the wizard, is the little kid. He doesn't say much throughout the whole movie except for California. And knows how to party. Right. <laughs> Thanks. He keeps it rocking. Yeah. Um, and his older brother, uh, Fred Savage, uh, older half brother, I should say, Fred Savage, uh, learns that they basically put him into a home because um, douchebag stepdad of the kid. It's just like, I, you know, I can't deal with this anymore. This kid runs away like every two days and 
any time of day, he'll just start walking towards California with his lunchbox in hand. I can't take it anymore. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, isn't he played by, isn't it uh, Sam McMurray, who's just kind of like a resident douchebag right. in every movie That's, he's yes, ever been pretty in, much ever. His, his thing, his M.O. Um, yeah, so there's there's Fred Savage, old, uh, older half-brother, and then even older half-brother is Christian Slater. Uh, yes. Nick, Nick Woods. A fairly young-looking Christian Slater, yeah, too. Yeah, well, 89, sure. Yeah. Yeah. He'd been around for a little bit, but definitely not a, uh, a star star, I guess, yet. He hadn't made cuffs, you know, so his... His star was not attached when high did, enough. When did Pump Up the Volume come out? Uh, I, I want to say that was, that was 89. No, I, I, think that was, I think that was actually into the 90s, but okay. you can answer that for me using the internet. But um, yeah, and then their father is Bo Bridges, the other Bridges. The not as cool Bridges. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, so Fred Savage basically goes, oh, that's, that's bullshit. I got to go break him, out of the, break him out of the home. And uh, obviously... It's a good idea of us two kids, you know, hitchhike our way to California because, because why not? Yeah, because I'm I'm you know I'm like twelve and he's like are, eight, so you know people are super nice in Utah. Sure, yeah. as they learn. Yeah, it's not that far. It's just Utah. Come yeah. on, it's only a couple states over to get to California. Yeah, so they they hitch their hitch their way in the back of a Wonder Bread Hostess cake truck and get so far, and then the truck leaves without them. I guess, and they're at a bus station, right? That pretty Something much, some, like that. Somehow they just kind of end up at a bus station. Well, they end up walking for a while. Yeah, that's right. And hitching rides. That's right. They skateboard. I was hoping for a Randy Newman yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Left they, foot, right foot. They kind of hitchhike and skateboard through when it's downhill. and Yeah, so they end up at this bus station, and that's where they meet up with um, Haley, who is... Uh, Jenny Lewis? Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis yeah, she's just... Rilo Kylie fame. Right. Now, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, back music, then. musician Jenny Lewis. Now, that's how she was billed, Jenny um, Lewis of Rilo Kylie, right? Right there uh, in the credits at like twelve years old. Yeah, she's kind of like a drifter girl, I guess. She's just yeah, you never see her family now at any point. She says her dad's a trucker, right? Her mom was a showgirl, right? But neither of them are ever seen, so we don't know if she was telling the truth or not. But I guess sure she knew enough truckers that her dad must have been a trucker. Must be, yeah. But yeah, that Jenny Lewis living a hard life, right? <laughs> yeah, and so she uh, kind of gets mixed up in their schemes. To I don't know, whatever reason, I think she kind of overhears him talking about how good he is because uh, Fred Savage goes to deal with the man. You know, they got twenty seven dollars, I think, or thirty seven dollars. Yeah, he wants to get to L.A. on two bus tickets for twenty seven dollars. Even in eighty nine, the guy's like, uh, "That won't even get you outside the state of Utah." So go yeah, away, he tells kid. him what it's like two hundred thirty dollars. Yeah, Fred Savage has no concept oh, of money apparently. Right now, and so in the meantime, he's left Jimmy over at a Play Choice Ten type machine playing Double Dragon, and uh, apparently he scored fifty k in like three minutes time. And he's like, "How'd you do that?" Ah, points mean something in Double Dragon. Apparently, yeah. um, points apparently mean something in every Nintendo game ever made, sure. according to this movie. Yeah. And uh, apparently, uh, Haley hears this and apparently fancies herself a little bit of a video game player, too, because she kind of under- understands all this and confronts them and like, hey, we can hustle the kid, you know, for money. Mm-hmm. He's that good. We'll we'll go around and we'll hustle people using video games. Sure. Yeah, it kind of works. Yeah. And actually. They, they, yeah. Well, they end up basically getting rolled twice. 
you know, like two different times they they lose all their money that they've built up. Yeah, they hitchhike with these trucker guys, and she's telling about the trucker. Not code. even truckers; they're like in a barn truck. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a truck trucker. You know, they're hauling their livestock yeah, somewhere. Like a, or something. Like a back of a cow truck. Yeah, you know. and they they're flashing their they're counting their money out, and the guys pull over. And, like, yeah, the guy looks in the rearview mirror and sees the money, and yeah, then all very of a sudden, they, weirdly, it's like it's like kind of weirdly scary because they don't even say anything. They're like, "You're in the money." Yeah, yeah they just like, like chase the, the little money. kids. Like, "Hey, give me the money." Yeah, they take these little kids' money and then leave them on the side of the road. (laughs) Awesome. It's like, wow, I guess that was worth $40. Right, yeah. I think it was like 100 bucks. It Because she had like 80-something and he had 20-something. Yeah. 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 Okay, I thought they both had like 20-something bucks. Right. So, yeah, so they're stranded on the side of the road after after she was just giving the speech about how, you know, there's a trucker code and everything. And And how they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Also says in that weird speech, like, that's just one of the, you know, Weird, you know, because this is also where you learn about her truck, her dad being a trucker. That's why you know the trucker code. And, uh, mom was a showgirl in Reno, and she goes, and I got her legs. See, don't you think? And she's wearing jeans. It's like, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but. Well, we also, you know, at this point, the parents have met up. Yes. And they've decided that they need to find the kids. Right. You know, and they, so they hire basically a child bounty hunter <laughs> I guess is yeah. what this guy he's is like, he, he finds kids hunter. and brings them back <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah he's, he does have I, the wish bo- I, he has the I wish I was tie, saying like, a joke dog, but I just but, thought of that yeah <laughs> he's got the bolo tie yeah he, he was uh, he was pretty much a scumbag but yeah he's also your, like your foil in the movie yeah. you know he's just there to get his he's ass kind of your running villain right yeah and so um yeah, so you got this guy chasing them. Uh, Bo Bridges and Christian Slater jump in a car in their ratty ass landscaping truck and decide to chase after him. And all the while, this guy's also threatening them. He said, "Like I make my living chasing down kids. Don't you get in my way?" Yeah, he basically tells the father of the child not to find the child. Right. Yeah. So this this guy's only been paid to hunt down uh, Jimmy, not Fred Savage, his actual full blown kid. I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess they're both his kids. I mean, it's just that, whatever. It's a weird, fucked up, you know, late 80s yeah, it's, parent it's, situation, second wife, blah, blah, blah. It's when they're trying to teach kids to deal with divorce. Sure, sure. And remarriage sure and other that. kids and whatever. Okay, and how, so. Uh, mommy's new dad is, or mommy's <laughs> new husband is always a douche. Right, exactly. Because that's what stepdads are supposed to be like, right? Sure. Yep. At least according to movies. Yeah. So. Yeah, so he's kind of like, you know, Bo Bridges is like the, he's a little distant as a father, but he's trying, you know. He's well-meaning. At at first, he just comes across like a complete doofus, you know, but a well-meaning doofus. And then this this guy gets in his face like, don't get in my way, I'm getting the money for getting these kids. And he's going like, huh? You know, like, I'm going to get my son. Sons, uh, maybe, you know. That just motivates him even more. So then they, you know, because he he was going to kick Christian Slater the curb and be like, Go home, you know. I can, I'm I'm doing this. I'll take care of this. And then this guy, you watch calls the landscaping out. Like, company. Get in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Get some <laughs> fucking doing this. Let's do it. Yeah. So they jump in the truck, and yeah, that's pretty much sets up the the motivation, the conflict, the what's chasing them across the country. But most of the movie is focused on the kids hustling other kids for video game money yeah, and hitchhiking, hitchhiking their way across yeah. the American Southwest and teaching. The same way in progress. A lot of horrible lessons. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not one of these people that will say like, "Oh, this kid, this movie's corrupting our youth." But 
This has a lot of bad things that kids shouldn't do. There's a lot of terrible messages. Do yeah. not hustle people for money. Do not take rides from strangers. Yeah, don't hitchhike. Don't run don't away. Hitchhike. Don't, don't hitchhike. hop in bread trucks. Right. Don't yeah. don't don't hitch a ride with a bunch of like badass biker dudes. Yeah. Um, or hillbillies with cow trucks. Or let's sleep. Spend the night in a junkyard. Don't, yeah, don't there's spend the one, night in an abandoned uh, drive-in theater. Right, right. Yeah, there's one point where Fred Savage is ready to give up, and he's he's like, I'm just going to find a phone and call my dad, and yeah. he'll come get us. And then the girl, like, talks him out of it. Yeah. You know? so like, it's like, I was just, you're just a quitter. I was just starting to like you. And now he's, like, he's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 12. I don't, what? I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about this. You know, I just, it could go either way. I've heard about these things called blowjobs. Does I mean, that come yeah. along with, I've like, wondered about this for years. But yeah, but really, this movie is, um, you know, you, you take one part, Rain Man. Yeah. You take another part, Over the Top. Right. And then you take another part of Nintendo promotional video. <laughs> one big, long-ass commercial, 100-minute commercial that we paid for. Yeah, and then there's a small part where you take the Universal Studios Hollywood oh, yeah. promotional mm-hmm. material right. and shake them all together see, and you get this movie. I would argue that it's really bad image for Universal Studios. Oh, yeah. Not only because of like all what we just established, the horrible things that that bad idea for kids to do, but we're jumping ahead, way ahead in the movie, but the last like romp, if you will, the last chase is all through the back lot of Universal Studios. Showing you all the shit that ruins all whatever pretense of, of magic that happens at a theme park like this. You know, showing you all the, you know, the hydraulics and everything that run King Kong and this, that, and the other. and Yeah. But, I mean, for that first half, it's very much a combination of Rain Man and Over the Top. Yes. More Rain Man than anything. Right. Because it's basically Fred Savage is the the brother who just wants to use the kid to yeah. get wherever. and Yes. Fred Savage, Fred Savage is the Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy is the Dustin Hoffman. And, and they want to teach him and to hustle everyone. The, and whatever Valerie Golino's character was in Rain Man. So. I guess, there but Haley's a little more involved than... True. She's actually a little bit, maybe more of a Tom Cruise using... Kind of, but they have a few anyway. scenes where Fred Savage is just like, shake out of it, you know. Right. Doesn't quite understand his brother's <laughs> weird-assness. <laughs> yeah. Fred, Fred Savage, the savage therapist that he yeah. is. Wake up, you retard! Yeah. <laughs> Stop building shit! Yeah. I, I love that, like, he, you know, one of, one of Jimmy's things... so mad. One of Jimmy's things that he does is they show him, they establish that he likes to build things. He's first playing with like Duplo blocks. And then when they're in the drive-in theater, he's stacking popcorn, you know, big ass old popcorn tubs. And like twice Fred Savage just walks over, just kicks his creation down. And is like, why are you doing this? It's angry me for no reason. Yeah. So. Quit being creative. Yeah. <laughs> just get out there and earn us some money. So, but all the while, I don't think we necessarily establish this all the while. Uh, once once introduced to uh, Haley's character, instead of just getting to California to maybe solve whatever Jimmy's issue is, she says, well, they're not going to put him in a home if we go to Los Angeles and he competes in the the video game world championships video Armageddon. Because that will prove that he's not a tard. Right. Because he will exactly. be, he'll, he'll be a bread earner winner at that right. point. He'll be a, a pro video gamer. Right. But, uh, yeah, so they're going to go there and win this $50,000 prize, and uh, that's going to make everything better, because money, she'll so get money, a solves, money solves all yes, problems. Yes, yes. She's she, going to move yeah. out of her single-wide trailer in the yes. desert and outside of Reno on 25 oh, I wonder I if they did split the money with her. 
or if they I think it. she just kind of oh, came did to I just live spoil with the end of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, he wins. Because um, he's the motherfucking wizard. <laughs> well, sure. Well, yeah. That's... But yeah, and then we have to talk about the uh, the other sort of nemesis in this. Yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. Yeah. You've got Lucas, the, uh, the, the uh, cool kid. Apparently he's the... He's got 97 games. Yeah. And a power glove. Which I think was the sum total of the Nintendo catalog at the time. I think that's what they were pointing out because I think at the same time that when this came out, Sega's catalog was like 40 or 50. So they're like, we have 97 games. Yes. 87 of them, of them are absolute shit. Yeah. But we have 97 games. Here's the quote. Uh, Pick any game you want. I know all of them. I have 97 of them. Right. Like I said, I believe... That was an exquisite douche. Yeah. Yeah. And the piece de la resistance of his douchiness, the power glove. They break out like one of those armored suitcases. Yes. Like it should be chained to his wrist kind of shit. Yeah. It actually really just kind of look like a video camera bag. Like they probably just walked over to the, you know, the production team and were like, uh... You got something with some foam in it and like like locks. Well, yeah, we're gonna put this power glove in it. If that if that's cool. Whoa, power glove! <laughs> yeah, and God, it's it's just amazing that whole scene where he puts the glove on. It's it's like he's getting a superpower when he does it. You know, yeah, and he, and he presses the, buttons and the, it plays like the Close Encounters <laughs> theme song. Yeah, which it never did. <laughs> no. Never made any noise. And then he plays, what is it, Rad Racer? Yeah, he plays Rad Racer yeah. and just apparently, apparently uses it Rad like a Racer. Wiimote, which I don't remember it really doing, did it? I, I don't, don't think it had any gyroscope. I thought it, it well, it, I didn't have a gyroscope, but I thought it had some sort of like primitive well, It looked like it might tracking. have infrared shit on the sides yeah. or something. I think I, it I had some primitive, imp, some primitive motion tracking. Whatever, it sucked. It didn't it, work right. Yeah, ever. anyone that ever touched it, it was terrible. But it's, it's what makes Lucas a badass apparently he's like the spoiled rich kid has 97 apparently. games and a power glove and shit but well i've noticed that all the kids in the game in the movie none of them have parents except for fred savage and his that's, brother that's true christian slater you know all the other ones like you know like lucas is just hanging out in the diner mm-hmm. when the parents are looking for their you know looking for for fred savage and the other kid yeah. and rain man it's like i can tell you where they went yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, but, it's a hundred minute road movie. You know, it's lots of bad shit that kids do. I mean, they they go to a casino at one point. They pull in um, Spanky, this yeah, Spanky, another trucker, yeah, this big tall black trucker guy who's also seems kind of mildly special. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's just kind of simple. I guess Spanky didn't score high on the test. No, let's put no, it that no. way. He was just kind of, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, she's, she's, she's telling him, yeah. she's yelling him. She's barking out how to play craps and what yeah. to bet. And apparently she's an amazing craps player because she's like, pass line, pass line, pass line, double it up, pass line, hard eight, hard eight. Okay, we got, you know, $400. I'm sorry, but, you know, if you, if you, just simple math. I mean, let's say they had five bucks even, right? You know, let's say Spanky loaned them $5. Pass line, pass line, that's like double, double, double. If you hit a hard eight, it's like, that's, that's like 40 to one odds. I mean, that's incredible odds to hit that on a craps table. I'm just saying. Yeah. That'd be a fuckload of money. More than 400 bucks or whatever they can. But anyway. Maybe they started off, I don't know, maybe they started off with a dollar. Just saying. Simple crap. It's one of the little things they, many many little touches they overlook in this movie. <laughs> I was just kind of getting to a point because there's 
a lot of little things like that where it's like not paying any attention to details whatsoever. Well, yeah, when you got kids running around in a casino. Well, yeah, that too. Like, because they're know. never allowed to run around in no, a casino. Like, you can you can walk through a casino as long as it's like to the pool or to your room. I mean, maybe yeah. eighty nine was a little bit different, but actually, I think it was probably more strict because back then Vegas was not as family friendly as it is no. now. No, but whatever. Well, they were in Reno. Oh, Reno. Sorry. So Reno was, was totally the biggest different. Yes. <laughs> There's crazy rules in Reno. Yeah, I just love that they have enough money to stay in a really nice hotel room. And, you know, these kids are pretty much like self-sufficient throughout the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, even though they keep no getting money. rolled for all their money yeah. every time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because we didn't mention that one of the, the other, the second time they get rolled is um, this group of teenagers. They hustle in some town and they're about to get in a fight, you know, like, oh, you, you scanned us. He's some kind of robot or something. And, and then the waitress steps in and calls. What did, did we write down the guy's name? She just calls off camera to some guy we never even see. Like Randy yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, just threatens them. And yeah, they and they take all take off. off. But then they, after they spend the night at the uh, drive-in, they come pulling up in their ass-kicking, you know, redneck truck and beat up three 12-year-old or younger kids and take all their money. And his hat. Of course. Because that's what you do, I guess, if you're like 16 or older, at least old enough to drive. The power glove can detect roll. Can it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've researched oh, this. Oh, yeah. Thank you, fact checker BJ. You've researched the power glove. It's good it to uses know. Uh, ultrasonic microphones and uh, and speakers. What yeah. to detect roll? Like to detect? Yeah, like, like hand position. That's fucked up. It's crazy. Like it, what? Like it listened for the whistling yeah, you, you of know, air going by as your hand turned. <laughs> so no, no, the no. Power glove like, was like a giant bat. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's the bat glove. Two ultrasonic speakers, transmitters in the glove, and three ultrasonic microphones around the TV monitor. That was that apparatus that you put around your TV. Mm. Craziness. Okay. I yeah. only saw one once in my lifetime. Right, right. Yeah, no. Like it's one. Like, it's like the, what is it, the Rob robot? You know, nobody yeah. ever oh, had Ro- that. Oh, uh, Robbie. Nobody ever had yeah. it. Or Roby. Or no one ever had one. Roby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, anyway, the kids, eventually, they make it to Reno. And that's when it really kicks into like Nintendo endorsement mode. Yes. Because there, that's where the kid has to practice up on all the games. He's got to know all the games in case they throw something at him. Right. So he's, she's calling the hint line or whatever it was. Yeah. The Nintendo players hotline or sure. something. I, I remember that from way back when where it was supposed to be like, if you call this number, we'll have an expert video game guy help you out. And it was pretty much like it showed. They just had binders full of the step-by-step how to play a game. Yeah. And you could just call and they'd be like, okay, if you try jumping over the magic firebolt here in level three, okay, yeah, you need to do that. So, And that's the thing about all these old games is it wasn't like there was any real strategy. It was like you just got to practice it and be good at it. Right. You know, you got to remember where everything is or you die all yeah. the time. And so, yeah, that, you know, so it was kind of like. There was no point in calling this line unless you just wanted to start paying money to Nintendo for doing it. Or if you're stuck on like Dragon Warrior. But I, I noticed you can't find the, the Elric's armor. Yeah. I noticed there was kind of a theme. Like there was this montage where um, she's calling the thing. Uh, uh, what's this? Fuck nuts. Jimmy's down there just playing games, you know, in the arcade constantly because they, they've taken this money that they won from craps and he's just pretty much using it Lame for nothing games. but quarters, you know, mm-hmm. and play and play and play and play. And Fred, Fred Savage is like passed out on the bed he's like sitting by the pool he's like buying stupid ass shit like masks yeah, he's really shit. not doing anything productive so is Bo Bridges the whole time they're going he's really he not point. he's like he drives because he's 
it's his truck and he's old enough to drive but it's like every time they're like i don't really want to eat uh, i'm driving south whatever man i'm you know i'm just following this road you're like dumbass like direction in the middle of the day is one of the easiest things you can do what time of day is it where's the sun you know yeah. <laughs> i mean it's pretty simple and then like somewhere along the way he he gets addicted to playing nintendo yeah because christian slater brought his right. nintendo along and so he just becomes Brought a worthless Fred savages na- nintendo yeah he okay he becomes a worthless dumbass and and along the way like christian slater is like oh yeah i fixed the nintendo it was broken and then they get their cars uh towed by douchebag well uh, yeah the Pop guy the bounty hunter. yeah douchebag slashes douchebag their tires the yeah. and then they get into a little car wreck right well yeah yeah, because they're fighting and where they're doing demolition derby he and punctures their tires, and then they they come back for revenge. But so yeah. they they've had he he cons somebody into towing their truck, and they've like in you know ten minutes time have stripped the thing down to nothing. Apparently, Christian Slater puts it all back together again and makes the perfect working truck. So it's like he becomes the yeah. And I mean, this truck was stripped down to the frame. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing left <laughs> right, of this right. truck. So you know, it's like somehow like along the way, he apparently Christian Slater was like to go out and get drunk every night, steal Dad's truck, you know, kind of thing. And then he, like, learns to start fixing shit and becomes a responsible one. And, like, Bo Bridges becomes the irresponsible playing yeah. Nintendo when he should be trying to find his sons. But anyway, just a weird theme. Another weird thing. Yeah, and it's week. weird because it's like, yes, it's kind of like the parents that brought their kids to watch this. The message is kind of like, yeah, you're, yeah, it's very easy to get addicted to these games and not care about anything else. Yeah. They were kind of laying it all. Probably other. not the message Nintendo wanted well, to send. Well, it's like they also kind of, as the movie uh, goes on, it's like parents become more and more worthless, and the kids become more and more self sufficient. And uh-huh. it's like, hey, kids, run away from your parents, buy video games, come run away from your parents, buy video games, come to Universal Studios, drink Pepsi, go to Seven Eleven, Slurpees, yes. Slurpees. Yeah, yeah, and every hey, no more to think about this. Like <laughs> some really fucked up dark shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, some Lord of the Flies shit yeah. going on here. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, love the Power Glove. It's so bad. <laughs> so all right, we we yeah. we jumped all over the place. Anyway, they get it's, the video Armageddon. We have one of the best cameos by a weird guy. I don't know there, who that dude was. There's a video clip of it somewhere. But just, he's the check-in. Yeah, guy. just look like for like really enth- look up like wizard and really enthusiastic guy because this guy acts the shit out of his three lines. He's like. Come on, come on, come on. You're Jimmy Woods. And, yeah, he's and like, they're like, come what? on in to video Armageddon. And he's and like, like, what game are you playing? He's, he's like, like, Ninja Gaiden. And, yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, you're going. And that was his whole thing. Yeah, and they're like, oh, good. He knows Ninja Gaiden. He's like, then you are in. Yeah. You know, just, he is just intense. He's into that. And then he's only lines. one-upped by the MC of the oh, video Armageddon show, who is like, Mr. I'm Extreme. On, yeah. He's like, I'm on coffee cup number 57 today, folks. <laughs> Let's do this. I don't need him microphone my voice is fucking powerful (laughs) yeah he Ah. is he is intense yeah and then so they play like two rounds of of video armageddon and of course jimmy advances and so does lucas and yeah comes down there's three kids in the finale but apparently we got to take a long break before we get to that final game that was an awfully short tournament like oh, sure, yeah. As big yeah, as it he was, shows up it was and like plays like three ten minutes yeah, worth of Ninja Gate, three rounds. Movies. Yeah, yeah. That's and right. he didn't even have to play the second round. He just showed up. Or the first round, I don't even think he played. It's like he showed know. up for the second round. It's like, oh yeah, here we got the champion. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they announce him, and of course Lucas is there, so yeah. Lucas gets. And then there's gets some picked, like and then there's girl. Yeah, and then there's like <laughs> the girl made to be the dorkiest girl right. on the Poor face girl. of the earth. 
Yeah. Why couldn't she just look like a homeschool girl? It's like I, that. That I girl, studied home and I played Nintendo. That girl set back like girls playing video games. Sure, at least two decades. Yeah, but at there was least. there was Haley. Never once touched a video game, but apparently, I think she was playing it in the, when when she gets hustled by Fred Savage. Oh yeah, the, the, one, yeah, the very right, first time, right, and then never right, touches a video game again after that. Apparently, she's good at double dragon. I don't know about other games, but whatever. So all right, anyway, so they have this long break, and that's when. Hilarious. This is also this is also apparently like I said this is this is taking place at Universal Studios Video Armageddon in in Los Angeles, and so Private Eye shows up, parents show up, all the parents show up pretty much, and there's some weird wacky running around behind the scenes like well they they, they go outside after the break yeah and they're on the steps and get spotted and of course the kids mom and stepfather meet up with the bounty hunter right and they're like why aren't you doing your fucking job? Where's our kid? Blah, blah, blah. And then of course, Lucas spots him. And I don't know how he knew that that's, that was the bounty. Cause I don't think he'd ever met him. Uh, not that I could, it recall. was implied that the bounty hunter went in there. Uh, cause oh, in been, that diner scene, they yeah, said, cause he'd been asking all yeah. the kids around, oh, okay. around town and showing the pictures. But anyway, so of course he sees him and a point at this point, I mean, the, the bounty hunter has gone full Ahab. I mean, he's like, these kids are his whale. <laughs> He's yeah, like, he is. Oh, no, you can keep your money. I am catching this kid. You know, yeah, he is. He, I mean, he's got his shit wrecked. You know, his car wrecked. He's been beat up. He's way off the reservation. Jenny called this point. like you know perversion shit on him at one point. Twice. Jenny, I mean, that's Haley. right. You know, twice, yeah, yeah, that's how and they escape him twice right. in the yeah. casino. We need to mention the second time. Once in the once in the casino, uh, he's basically beaten them to the punch. He's grabbed the um, he's grabbed Jimmy and is getting the hell out of here. She runs up, scream, "He touched my breast!" And like just out of nowhere, a security guard just grabbed this guy and like haul <laughs> him off. I love that they didn't haul him off as he's like picking up a kid who's fighting him the whole time. Right? Yeah, that's fine, but. Yeah. So you know, this comes this comes back around a second time because he's actually made off with Jimmy in the car. Yeah, because he looks her up somehow, finds her house, yeah. which they're staying at, which of course parents aren't there. So she calls in Spanky and some other truck drivers, and they basically block off the road, corner this dude big eighteen wheeler showdown. The, yeah, in in the car, and lo and behold, Spanky shows up. Right in a nineteen sixty four auto car a sixty four. B. 1965 <laughs> autocar A64B. Why is that important, BJ? Because it's the same exact truck that was driven in Over the Top. It might have actually been. Have you confirmed? I can't tell if it's the same. But it's, we, if it's we the are exact almost same positive that on the side of it, it said Hawk. Yes, it looked like it said Hawk trucking on yeah. the, or Hawk hauling, which yeah, is pretty on the awesome. door. So I think it may be the exact same truck as was in uh, perennial favorite over the top. Entirely possible, but that's the truck that Spanky drives. And yep, three other guys show up and wait briefly. So Spanky's driving the truck belonging to Mike Hawk. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Spanky is driving Mike Hawk's truck. Okay. Actually, Spanky is driving Mike Hawk's. Dad's Who was your truck. favorite little rascal? <laughs> Alfalfa or Spanky? Spanky is driving anyway. Mike Hawk's dad's truck yeah. oh right right yeah, so oh, anyway right right so right. anyways they all hop out of the 18 wheelers and, and the guy's like let's talk my this my over yeah and and they're apparently like you she's touched given, her breast yeah apparently she's given the same story to the truck drivers and yeah. they beat the shit out of this dude and at this point i mean he's limping torn clothes black yeah, eyes gl- he's broken done. glasses he's just yeah like i said he's gone fully he have at this point and so like, like you know he just you know is maniacally chasing them through the studio 
tram ride at Universal Studios. Yeah. Um, jumping through the car and running over people and. Just I, I just love that they see the parents and they run away anyway. Right. Well, yeah, they, they see that they're on natural instinct. Like we are finishing this. We are into the finale. Yeah. We're doing this. Besides, you guys are dumbasses anyway. We yeah. we've survived just fine We're without just you. Put them back in a home, aren't yeah. you? So yeah. I I only get to this point because we have to mention the <laughs> the tram driver who's just doing the and if you look over here, you know he's doing the whole thing and then. Uh, everybody just chews it up in this movie. Yeah, he's just he's just doing his thing, and they make up something really weird about some fake movie starring Jaja Gabor and Pee Wee Herman, yeah. just really off the wall. And then he then he proceeds to like as everyone literally at this point is jumped onto the tram. The detective guy is or bounty hunter, whatever he is, is is trying to chase the kids. Christian Slater and and, and Bo Bridges have run in through the back way somehow, gotten in there. There's just like no security at Universal Studios apparently in 1989. And they're all like fighting on this tram as Kong and Fire Blast and everything are going all over the place. And he's like, "Will everybody just please sit down and have a good time, damn it!" Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Sit down and enjoy the ride, God, damn, damn it!" it. <laughs> it's just almost instant order. Yeah, he could, almost. You know, if, just he just if he had been in it for more than yes. like thirty seconds. Yeah, if it wasn't just that one line, it. that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. But. So then they're running around showing all the inner yeah. workings of King Kong, right? Yeah. So and, yeah, they, then they yeah, yeah they escape and they're apparently the video game Armageddon is or is it just video Armageddon? No video game. Video Armageddon. Yeah. Video yeah. Armageddon. Uh, it's apparently taking place under King Kong <laughs> somehow because yeah. they're, they're like looking down into the studio but yeah, they can't quite get there and weird. Anyway, so well yeah, and they're looking down and they're announcing all the people and they right. announce Travis and they announce Dork Girl. Right. And then Fred Savage is like yelling down through the grating to Travis. He's like, "Tell him we're here. Tell him we're here." And it's like, wasn't <laughs> no, Travis Lucas. the guy who Lucas. just started all this? Or yeah, Lucas, Lucas, yeah, yeah, Lucas, whatever. Wasn't wasn't he the guy who just started all the shit for you? Pretty much, yeah. Why on earth would he help you? Why I would you know. think he Didn't would? Didn't he like you? look up and kind of so snicker? Of yeah. Oh yeah, he gave it exactly. the smirk. But yeah, so anyway. The guy, the, the announcer guy is freaking out. He's like, where's our fucking digital? And this is, again, I just want to pull, well, one more time before, because I'm, I'm pointing out all the weird little inconsistencies in this movie. Mm-hmm. One of the times that Bill Burgess is addicted to video games, Christian Slater walks up like, we got to go. And he walks up, yanks the controller out, and it turns the Nintendo off. That's one. It was weird. Yeah. And in this scene, back to where current time now, uh, they go, two minutes remaining to video Armageddon round three. And the clock is clearly one, says one, one minute, minute right in front of him. <laughs> yeah. It's like a huge old, uh, you huge. know, a huge old scoreboard. Yeah. Anyway. You know, courtside scoreboard. Right. So, but still. Anyway, so timer ticks all the way down. They, they tell everyone, oh, we're playing a new game for round three. Well, of course, that's nobody no, told us it was new game. Like everyone in the theater is like, "Yeah, we know this is yeah, how you were, Mario every, three, you were advertising this all clearly in the in the poster and everything and all the pre marketing all the way on the iPad from there. Cool, good job. And um, so <laughs> the doors, the view Armageddon doors open, and there's Jim, Jimmy standing there with his lunchbox. Did we mention it, the fact that he carries around a lunchbox? Did we even mention that? No, nah, he carries around it's a lunchbox. Got pictures everywhere. of his yeah. dead, dead twin sister. sister. It's all going to come to a head. And he saw her and right. blah, blah. That's why he's special. Exposition, backstory, the, blah, blah, blah. We care. Buy some games. Yeah. But um, Super Mario Brothers 3, though. Yeah, hey. hey. And they score points. And last second, he gets to the star and he wins. I'm, yay. I, I just love during the entire scene, yeah. like, they just 
keep cutting to close-ups of Jenny Lewis and Fred Savage going, get the get, get the turtle get shell. shell, hit them, get the yeah. star, yeah. Warp get, the, get the mushroom, get the star, you know, warp whistle, you know, warp whistle. Like, gonna... But we're just like, look out for the mushroom. It's like, where's the no, mushroom? You the mushroom. in Mario. Shut that up, mushroom's yeah. gonna get your ass. But just hearing that, I'm like, God, maybe he means this be is what on the we... lookout for a mushroom. I don't know. Oh, but all I know is, it's like. God, please tell me that's not what we sound like when we talk about video it's games. Totally is. And then I realized that that is exactly what we sound like when we talk about video games. So we just don't yell I it, yell it excitedly. <laughs> I shouldn't be a jam. Bonesaw. Bonesaw. But yeah, um, so yeah, he wins. Yay. As I validated I'm a real person again. I can talk now. Uh, yeah, I caring. no longer have to keep disappearing try to go to California. Because... Happy day. Everybody's riding home. Both sets of parents and they got Haley in the car. Apparently she's going to come live with them in some kind of weird white trash. My 12 year old girlfriend's living with me at home kind of thing. I don't know because she didn't have any parents at home otherwise. So yeah, she just gonna... died in the meantime. Sure. Whatever. Spanky was actually her father. Maybe. Yes. But yeah, so and they're riding home and movie's almost over and Jimmy's like, stop, California. And so they stop at this dinosaur park, and that's what was in the lunchbox the whole time. It's a picture of the whole family at this dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to leave the lunchbox there. There's your spoiler. So sad. I guess. I guess. Yeah. um, It's a lot more drama than it should have, probably, for an advertisement movie. Maybe. Yeah, they were really trying to shove a story in. Yeah, pretty much. You know? Shoehorn that story in. And some new kids. Soundtrack. Pretty. Oh, yeah. Pretty 89-tacular. Yeah, so, so, so are the clothing that everyone wears. Oh, yes. Neon. I mean, neon there's clothing. a lot of neon clothing. Yeah. So, somehow, in all that incoherent rambling, that's the movie. Let's rate it. <laughs> Anybody got any other points, notes, anything? Not really. Not really. No? I was most excited by the over-the-top truck. I, I, I was just. I was You're just still looking at that shit, aren't you? I was just really disappointed that Fred Savage was not the wizard. Yeah. I thought well, he was the wizard. I Because I, I did not see this when it came out. Oh, And I yeah. know nothing about it otherwise. No, he's 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 the Jean-Claude to the cyborg, not yeah. the person it should have been. I was kind of, kind of hoping there'd be a more power glove. Well, you know, it wouldn't be fair to bust it out in the tournament. Everyone's going to play equal footing thing, you know. Besides, yeah, they didn't, didn't want to hate but that shit too much because it it's fucking blue. I, I will mean, give them credit. Two games for the power. Glove. Yeah, it after after the chicken firehead, mm-hmm. it's like you can appreciate child actors a little better. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, actually yeah, good yeah. at what they do. Oh, <laughs> like the child hey! actors in this movie. I'm a kid. I'm acting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Jimmy may or Luke Edwards may have been a terrible child actor, but that's because he really only had to say. Well, he he's probably pretty good because I mean, he did. Do acting things, facial expressions, movements, yeah. things like that. But I mean, he didn't say. Yeah, anything. I mean, he wasn't terrible. No, I'm just saying, like, he's, yeah, he's better than Bo Bridges in this. <laughs> I mean, he said Californian. He said like two other lines. Yeah, you, I don't want to quit. Yeah, I don't want to quit. Yeah, I got no place else but, to go. Yeah, let, let's just rate it. All right, let's rate it. And move on. <sighs> this is a tough one. It is. Because there's little bits and pieces that I kind of had fun with, but I don't think I ever want to sit through this again. No, I am going, uh, all right. I'm just going to say it's in Jock's territory and I think I'm going to go just one 
I mean, I could almost give it a two because it's, I'm like right in that half point. And the reason my, my, my balancing act is, is I think this is a funny, weird little time capsule of a movie. You know, it's just, it's just yeah. so captured that weird vibe of that time. And, yeah. and, I, and I think it, it more directly speaks to me because like that was exactly where I was at that time. I mean, I'm literally the same ages as like Fred Savage and Jenny yeah. Lewis, you know? So it's like, I was playing those games at that same age reading Nintendo power. So it's like, there's a little bit of a nostalgia factor that just kind of wants to bump it up to two jocks, but it's yeah. not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's just kind of funny in a weird personal history type of thing. Yeah. So, but I, I think I'm just going to go one jock cause it's, it's a little too long. It's a little too shoehorn story for its own good. But you know, if you're, if you're mid thirties, you'll probably yeah. appreciate that. It'll be a nice little nostalgia piece. Yeah. How about you there, BJ? <sighs> If this was the video game movies podcast, I'd probably give it four. But it's because not. as video game movies go, it's pretty damn good. Well, the the Vugum cast just didn't work for yeah. a name, so the VOD cast or yeah. I don't know. No. Um, but as it goes, I was kind of teetering, like I was almost at a two. But I I realize that there's not really enough to give it a two, you know. Yeah, since we don't do halves, I just have to give it a one jocks. Yeah, it's a good one jocks. Yeah. You know, it's. I a, feel like a one jocks a nice is pretty. One jocks. Is like kind of like our neutral. Like I, I just want to be this side of like it's not bad. Like I mean, you're not gonna hate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's like I w- it, There's part of me that wishes I could just give it a zero. Right, like, like a right in the middle. But yeah. I remember declaring when when the tour guide freaked out. <laughs> Everybody just sit down and enjoy the damn ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, when that, that guy got freaked out, I said. That just earned it a jocks, so it gets one jocks from okay. me. Which, right. yeah, I mean... No Congratulations, Fred Savage. One jocks all around. <laughs> I also appreciate that the DVD, the main menu, said... Play movie. Play languages. And Those languages. were your two options. Languages were subtitles or not. Yeah, subtitles in English only. Yeah. So Awesome. Way to put really, in the effort there, Universal. They really pumped the money into, the, oh, uh, yeah. into this one. But yeah, it's... They must have put it on DVD before Nintendo had all that Wii money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or maybe Nintendo just wanted to pretend it never existed. Yeah. Well, yeah, this this movie's not painful, but it's not good. Yeah. Also, look for Elijah Wood. Not Elijah Wood. Toby McGuire. Oh, yeah. That's, we totally forgot Toby McGuire. Look for Elijah Wood, but you won't find him. <laughs> they're, inter- for- they're interfucking yeah, changeable. Yeah, Toby McGuire shows up as one of... One's uh, a hobbit, one's a spider, whatever. One of the henchmen for uh, Lucas. Yep. And he looks exactly like Tobey Maguire would look. Yeah, like he showed old. up and immediately were like, Tobey Maguire, what the Holy fuck? Holy shit, yeah. yeah. He doesn't get to speak, though. Nope. Does he, is he the one that gets to hold Lucas's sunglasses or get, a, get him a cold drink? I don't even Cause know. Because he's, he's basically got the entourage. He's like, hold my sunglasses, get me a cold drink. Like he's Lucas Jackson or something. Yeah. <laughs> Who says cold drink? Get me a cold drink. <laughs> Give me a hot toddy. <laughs> Get on it. Give me a virgin pina colada, kid. <laughs> Give me some rye. Serve it lukewarm. <laughs> Lucas warm. <laughs> All right. On that note, yeah. break oh, time. Break. All right. We'll be back. I hate you. Welcome back, second half. Hey, Bamcast. of the Bamcast. 
So, second half, 64. Woo! Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. All right. Um, the Incredible Edible Egg. We don't really have any topics. So no, but we did do we watch some movies. Do we, we want to talk about our group experience first? Sure. Yeah. It's not been a couple of weeks since we had a, a knock quarters to break this up, but we all got together and went and saw The Room. <laughs> we did. <laughs> live, live setting. Yep. At the uh, Five Points Theater. A yep. fine establishment. Yes. They serve beer. <laughs> they they do. do. We drank some of it. We did. Yep. It helps the room go down. Yes. But yeah, no, there was a there was a decent smattering 40, of audience participation. I'd say stuff. about forty people. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were talking all throughout the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's no. the only thing that kind of bothered me was there was a, some wise ass a row behind us. Well, there but, was somebody behind us that had memorized the whole day. Oh movie. yeah, pretty much. I mean, he was he was funny enough to not ruin yeah, the experience. It wasn't yeah, annoying. But, if anything, it was keeping me watching the movie <laughs> because yeah. And he's the one who made sure to start the claps during the. Cheesy R and B songs, yes. During the love scenes, which was pretty and, awesome, and uh, the because you're a woman, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time she asked a question, yep. Yeah, so you and know, if you if you uh, if you live in a cooler city that you know kind of does this on a regular basis, I would definitely, I definitely say check it out. It's I'm sure it's a degree, many degrees lower than a Rocky Horror type craziness. You know, maybe you want to jump into the world of audience participation cult movies, but you're not quite ready to throw on some thigh-high leggings or whatever and go all out, so... I don't blame you. Yeah, so yeah. give the room a try. Yeah, bring your plastic spoons. Yeah, that's about all you need. Maybe a football. Yeah. Tuxedo t-shirt, something. Or a full-on tuxedo, should you own one, if you're like James Bond or something. Yeah. But, um... Oh, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, it was, um... Apparently, this is the second time that they've done it. Yeah, in fact, I know it's the second time that they've done it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'd like to, if they do it again, I will probably go again. Okay. Just because I'd, I, you know, maybe a different crowd will show up. Maybe it'll be just kind of a different experience. Yeah, I could have gone with much livelier. It would have been more fun, I think. Yeah, and I yeah. will remember my football next time. Sure. Yeah, I think the problem I have now is pretty much any live experience where I'm expecting audience participation gets compared to. Snakes. The midnight, the midnight show of snakes on a plane, yeah. which is still by far the best experience Amazing. I've ever had in yeah. a movie theater. Amazing, and 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 none of us had seen, seen it the movie. Yet. Just like the internet had painted that movie, and it just delivered. Yeah, so it delivered everything we were expecting from it. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I mean, I could have had a better time with the room, even even knowing when things were coming up and all that. It was still kind of right. That was another thing. It, it had been a long time since I'd, uh, comparatively long time since we'd seen it. So it was, you know, and plus that was one of those like, I mean, when we watched it, I think we'd heard of it, but we we had no idea what we were getting into. I mean, we did no. not know the room at all when we no. watched it for this. Yeah. I mean, we had we had pre-planned expectations based solely on the cover. I mean, cuz he Tommy Wiseau looks fucking psychotic on the cover of that and we really kind of were expecting more of like a Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer like, you know, weird ape shit thing, but yeah. It's just you know, it is what it is. Instead, it's a love story. Sure. <laughs> or is that a hate story? <laughs> it's a yeah. misogyny story. Yeah, but we also subjected... A terrible story. Yes. We also subjected a, a couple noobs to it with us. Yeah. Um, our Asian correspondent was there and... Uh, ben. Fr- ben, yeah, through work. Right. 
Ben and, doesn't uh, get a cool nickname. No, Ben doesn't have a cool nickname. Because Ben is a cool enough name in and of itself. Sure. You don't meet many Bens. I guess there's not. Uncle and Obi-Wan. That's about it. That's all I got. Um, ben Grimm. Yes, thank you. You have just one up to me. Another Ben. There you go. Big Ben. The clock doesn't count. Anyway, yeah, so we had fun. Yes, the room. With that, the room. And you saw another new movie. I actually saw a new release. Amazing. In the theater. In the theater. Holy crap. Opening night. Now, please, please uh, enlighten us to, I mean, you can tell us what movie, but I'm very curious how one sees the first one, skips the second one, then goes to the theater to see the third one. I'm a little curious Um, about this one. Saw Chronicles of Narnia, Voyage of the Dawn, Treader. Treader. It's not Trader? I never really looked at the title. I think, I think Treader. Treader. I, I don't know. So he treads on the dawn. I guess. It's a oh. boat. Oh. They're on a boat. Oh. Boat. A lot of the movies on a boat. I see. I saw the first one in the theater, thought it was a bit long, thought it was a bit heavy on the whole religious allegory thing. What? Yeah. So didn't quite well, do it for me, but I mean, it had some nice effects. I didn't know what I was getting into. You never read the... No. Oh, re- read. <laughs> what do you? I didn't read what anything. What the hell? I, I figured I'd wait for the movie, and I waited for the movie, and I was like, oh, this book sucks. Oh, so, okay. No, actually, I didn't say it sucks. I mean, it was, I don't know. For the first Narnia was all right, but it wasn't anything special. And especially, it suffered coming so close to Lord of the Rings, really. Sure. Which kind of, so you know, like inevitably, in. it was going to get those comparisons. Yeah. The uh, second one just came out at a time when I was like, nope, don't need to see that. Because didn't it come out the same week as the first Iron Man? Hell if I know. I want to say, or like a week after or something. So yeah. I think they, tr- yeah, they tried to make it a summer thing. And yeah. it was like, what? It did Nar- not do well. Narnia? But what? yeah. But this one, um, I really liked it. Okay. I actually liked it more than the first Narnia. And I just, I don't know. And then it's weird because it's, it has not gotten very good reviews. Hmm. But I, I really had a good time with it. Now is that weird looking dude still in it? Which one's the weird looking dude? That uh that that one that played like the queen. <laughs> Tilda uh, <Swin>. oh. <laughs> yeah, that Tilda guy, yeah. he very briefly. Yeah. Very briefly he shows up. Yeah, you have to hit the shift key <laughs> to get to that Tilda. Yeah. Yes, oh, that okay. one. Uh, you, you are what? the worst. I am. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of this one actually feels and it is Don Treader. Okay. Yeah. But this one feels it's it's got a bit of a different feel, and it's more like almost like a Pirates of the Caribbean mm. than it is, um, you know, Jesus Lions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're not too heavy with the with the religious stuff until the very very end, and then it's like we cannot be more obvious about this. We are just going to actually point it out. Okay. But it looks really good, like like just how it's filmed, because I believe Dante Spinotti was the. Uh, was a cinematographer on it and it shows cause he's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, they, they only have two of the kids for this one. They don't have all four. Oh, okay. Like apparently the books and BJ, maybe you can speak to this a little bit. If, only, hey, did you read them? Did you, did you read them? You read them? I've only read a couple. Okay. But, but yeah, apparently like not like they the go only, on like diverging stories the only or character something? that appears in all of the books is Aslan, the lion. The Liam, lion. Liam Jesus, in other words. Liam, Liam Jesus lion. lion. Yeah. Liam lion. Okay. Jesus the Liam, devil and Liam furniture. Jesus. Um, he's the only one who actually shows up in all of the movies. But, um, you know, so they have the two oldest kids are out of it, which is fine because they were boring to me anyway in the first movie. The other two, the two younger kids were a lot more interesting. 
Okay. And they're back. Um, they also have their annoying cousin who, for Yay. me, for me, made the movie, actually. Hmm. He, he's just, he starts off very much annoying, cynical, this is not real, what the fuck is wrong with all you people, you know, type character. Do they still get in via wardrobe? Or do they not go back to like normal? No, world? it's weird. It like I, I, what I appreciate about this one is I swear to God they're in the real world for like two minutes. Oh, okay. in the beginning, and then there's like a painting on the wall, and they look at it, and it starts moving, and it's like a boat on a you know on the ocean, and then all of a sudden water just starts <laughs> pouring out of it, and then boom, they swim up, and hey, we're in Narnia. Holy shit, hmm. how'd that happen? So I appreciate that they got there fast, and the cousin kind of gets dragged along because he happens to be in the room with them when they go. Whoops. And, uh, you know, but I really like him because I enjoy characters in movies that kind of sort of break that fourth wall, but don't where they'll just point out the stupid things that are going on oh, yeah. where, you know, yeah, if yeah. like, if you're not in the, you know, if, you know, they'll be like, okay, so we got to collect the seven knives and put them on the magic table. So the magic lion can save us all. You know, he'd like, yeah, he, he comes out and says that at one point. So you know it could have really used that was the sin, the Lou Ferrigno Sinbad movie. Could use somebody like that, like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that just points out, like, okay, this shit doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, and I enjoyed him very much for that, and and he actually has a very good character arc that goes throughout the movie. Okay. And the kid who plays him is like really good, even though he's really weird looking. He's got like these weird um, eyebrows that are just like, I don't know, his face is just shaped really weird. <laughs> okay, there's no other way to put it, but he. uh I don't know. He was just, he was by far my favorite character of the movie. And, uh, you know, and it wasn't very hard to follow at all. Like as far as not knowing what happened in the second one. Yeah. You know, all I knew is that there's this Prince Caspian guy who's apparently the king now. And, but, king apparently, Caspian. King Caspian. but apparently the kids are kings too. And I guess they're kings of different kingdoms or I don't know, something like that. But, there's lots of kings. Running but that around. stuff didn't really hey, matter because king, it was, baby. because it was all about, okay, we got to go here and then we got to go here. Then we got to go here. Then we got to go here. And that's kind of, you know, they always kept it moving, but it definitely, there were, there were bits where it felt like an adaptation for sure. Cause it's like, you can tell like things are time strange at the very end where you can tell there's stuff that happened in the book where it's like, okay, they had this. And then, you know, there was maybe a chapter and then this happened and then the chapter and this happened. Whereas when they condense it in the movie, it's like, Oh my God, Okay, five seconds later, okay, the, oh, crap, there's that. And then 10 seconds later, it's like, okay, then here's this. You know, where it's like it feels rushed. But it's enjoyable, and it's a nice kind of throwback fantasy movie. It's nice to have fantasy movies that are, you know, when you think about ones that came out in the 80s and everything, where it was like everything was so hamstrung by the budget. Right. Where it's nice to have one where it's like 95% of the effects look really awesome. And you can just buy into whatever world they're selling sure. just because everything looks so good. Yeah. But the funny thing is in 20 years, we'll be looking back at that going, that was shit. <laughs> you know, I'm just probably most likely probably, but because I mean, come on, think about when we watch Labyrinth and stuff, we were like, Oh my God, really here. I mean, except for yeah. Muppets, but you know, that that's still amazing. I know. I know. I, I like that. Yeah. It's just but, a different it's kind just, of look. You know? It's nice that these movies have reached a point where, you know, a budget doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. And, I gotta say, like the the thing they fight at the real at the very end looks really fucking awesome. Okay, it's just a very cool design that they did for it. And right. I don't know if we'll ever see any other Narnia movies. <laughs> well, how many books were there? Anyone? Seven. Se- seven. Yeah. 
I get the feeling that the, and this one was not put out by the same we'll studio. I think 20th Century, long. I think Warner Brothers did the first two, and then 20th Century Fox did this one. So it's already kind of like, yeah. Well, well of they, those kind of movies, I'm I'm really upset that we're not going to see more of the, uh, what the hell was it called? The Golden Compass. Yeah. that I've, I've heard That was pretty fucking awesome. I mean, it may have whatever weird atheist views, you know, maybe it's the mm-hmm. anti- C.S. Lewis shit, but I mean, there's a one with religious allegories. That's the fucking one. Well, I'm to just watch. saying, Golden Compass like was super promising. Like I, I mm-hmm. was like, I'm ready to see more. Did they this. come out with a second one, like straight to DVD? No, uh, no. I, I thought so. they came no, out with the second one. Came out with anything. No, no, I'm, that was disappointing because that was pretty damn awesome. But yeah, it's just it's interesting at the end of Narnia, and that's how I found out that Aslan's the only character who's in all of them. But you know, he kind of says he kind of tells the two kids, "Well, you're not coming back. Like you can't." You know, it's like you're too old or whatever, mm. you know, you're nope, you're too well, old. Once once you go back, you're not coming back to Narnia. And they're like, Okay, okay. All right, peace. You know. So out. so it's kinda like it has a very final feeling to it. And there's also I just want to mention there's a character called Reaper Cheap that's played by um well, voiced by Simon Pegg. Okay. Who is nice. really cool. I think I really Reap, liked him Reap too. A cheap? Reap a cheap? Uh he's like a little rat thing. I, I think his name's Reap it's either Reap Cheap or Reap a Cheap. I think he was in the Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. Okay. Uh, no, he wasn't. That that character wasn't. It was in I Prince Caspian, though. In the book. Oh yeah, but he probably was a Reaper Cheap, where he's a little. He's he's basically a swashbuckling rat. Yeah. Do any of the other like? I mean, like I said, I've only seen the first one. Do any of the other minor characters show up? Like a uh, little no. goat boy? Any, no. Whatever. Because uh, this <laughs> one is kid. like this one takes place like thirteen hundred years later. Uh, oh, after okay. the first one. So. Okay. What? Yeah. And the kids are still in it. Well, they don't. Age when they, they go in, back to the real world, they age normal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, thirteen hundred Narnia Narnia years. Because even in the first one, they did that thing where they flash forward and they're like old and they're grown up and they're princes and kings and whatever, and then they jump back through the wardrobe and they're little kids again. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's a really enjoyable matinee movie. Okay, I'd say you know it's cool. not. I didn't see it in three D, so I can't speak to any of that. But you know, it's. It's still, it's one of those, especially the sound of the active shutter yeah. glasses. <laughs> yes. Especially once it's on DVD slash Netflix slash whatever, you're not going to, you yeah, know, sh- you're not going to feel terrible watch spending a couple one, hours maybe. watching it. Uh, it kind of made me want to watch the second yeah, one, but I, we'll see. Me, I mean, you know, I'll watch anything. But it is kind of disappointing that they are probably not going to be making four more of these. I don't okay. see how they're going to make the money well, back. I'm surprised they pull off. Even if they do, that there'll be any I'm surprised they pull budget. off Harry Potter even. I mean, that's. To, to take on seven well, you know, end up being eight movies. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's fucking ambitious. I mean, that's crazy. And the fact that they kept, you know, the entire cast together, except for the one guy that died. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. Yeah, well, that whole series is just so, I'm just saying that, that was, that my, had so much popularity built in yeah. that there was no way it was going to fail. Well, that's what I'm just saying. I mean, it's like, it's, am, but it, it's amazing to have kept all of the actors and main people, mm-hmm. even for something that big. And I'm just saying, so something like Narnia well, is like, that's why probably, you book 10 year olds to, Eight movie contracts. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying, if it, I'm surprised that can do that, much less something like Narnia. I mean, you know, that's a bit ambitious to say, let's make the Narnia series. You know, it's like, really? Narnia? I think I've heard of that. You know, <laughs> not like Harry Potter's like, everybody, oh my God, Harry Potter. Yeah, well, that well that was the thing with the first one, too, is it came out at a good time for that sort of movie. Sure. Yeah, it Cause, also... Because you had, you were riding the Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, and the wave of the books, too. Because mm-hmm. the books, I, I don't know, was the last book written before the first movie came out oh we're talking about harry potter yeah po- oh potter yeah, books yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. No. harry potter no. no no the books the books were still coming out the last book came out in 2007 yeah. so it was well after 
after the like, like the first four yeah, Harry Potter asking. books came out before the first movie. Yeah, they, and they then all okay. the subsequent they, ones. Yeah, so the so the the first movie was out before the last book. Oh yeah, by was. a lot. Oh yeah, okay, before yeah, the fifth right, book. That's what I thought. Out. Yeah, because that was yeah. like two thousand. So yeah, so you're still yeah. riding the wave of that. These sure. books are what. 50, 60, 50 yeah. years oh, yeah, old. Like C.S. Lewis died in 1963, I believe. Yeah, so, so these, these are, are fucking ancient. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, they still like the first Narnia. It it was helped by being in the midst of Harry Potter, and you know, right after a couple of years after Lord of the Rings, where people were still like, "Hey, fantasy's cool again." Yeah, we yes. could do this. Because like, how many fantasy movies were they put out in the 90s? Like um, <laughs> that anyone can remember. Uh, there you were know, some dragons, some Sean Connery voices. Yeah. <laughs> that did not do well. Do you see but I mean, beast? you think back in the eighties and you had like time bandits and the beast, you know, and labyrinth and just <laughs> nice. And you know that you had that sort of stuff. So it's like kind of, you know, it's one of those cyclical waves and right. You know, I get the feeling after the last Harry Potter, we may be kind of near the and end. There was of coal. <laughs> yes. Conan. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, it was, it was fun, enjoyable movie. I, I liked it better than most and I, you know, I've never read the books, so I don't have any affinity to go, well, fuck them. They changed that. That's terrible. You know, this is just from somebody who didn't even see the second one. So, okay. And really, really had a good time with this one. So speaking of Lions and Liam Neeson. Okay. I watched the A-Team <laughs> again. Sorry, oh, yeah, Liam yeah. Neeson. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but I, I just got it on Blu-ray uh, this week. And finally, I've had that stupid movie on order since like the day I walked out of the theater. Yeah. It took this long to come on video for some reason. I don't know why they waited till now. No idea. Were they re-editing in that extended cut? I guess, because that's what I watched. It's about 20 minutes longer. Um, Quote unquote unrated, which just stop doing that, people. Just call it an extended cut. Don't call it extended unrated if you're not, you know, if you're not actually recutting in shit to the whole movie that makes it like go from PG 13 to R or something. So you're saying Beale doesn't get naked in this version. No, (sighs) no, no. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, I'm, I half expected. I mean, I guess I shouldn't because I kind of thought when I watched the, uh, die hard for what live free, die hard Mm -hmm. unrated version. I thought it was going to be little touches. Like he's going to fully say, you motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought in 18, it's like, instead of, cutting to explosion they'd say adios motherfucker you know mm-hmm. thing like you know unrated like let's just go ahead and make this a rated r movie but no no it's just extra scenes and stuff uh why it, i mean is there really anything to no i mean that's to, the thing is like i mean it's I, I i i have a weird non-opinion on it because it's the original kind of bleh. the original theater movie is is a tightly edited pretty well-written action movie mm-hmm. um yeah it's ridiculous it's you know it falls much more into the line of something like gi joe than you know uh yeah but there's you know, a surprising Ocean's amount of plot or you know i don't know it doesn't have there's like a, a surprising amount of plot there, there going is. on and it's still kind of ludicrous plot but it's yeah but i mean there's a lot more than you it's it's much more than just okay here's the reason we need to get the explosion b right and then to get to explosion yeah, there's c some, there's some twists you know, you know. and yeah so it's you know, it falls somewhere in the line, and I think it's I think it's well directed for an action movie. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's kind of a given for Joe Carnahan. Maybe he doesn't necessarily choose best scripts all the time, mm-hmm. but he, he knows how to direct action. So I'm kind of yeah on the on the director's cut, you know, or extended cut, whatever you want to call it. It's mm-hmm. it's got moments of hey, okay, 
that I definitely don't remember from the movie, you know, but it's like kind of mixed all in. It's not, it doesn't feel ham fisted, shoehorned in or anything. Yeah. Now does the, um, does the Blu-ray have both cuts on it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. When it, first thing it does when it pops up, which, which one do you want? Okay. Well, that's kind of thing. thing. So, yeah, I mean, but it obviously it looks really good on Blu-ray, you know, is the extended cut reason to go buy it if you're eh, on the movie? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to change it. It's not like a, you know, to me, it's not like a, you know, Blade Runner director's cut where it totally cho- changes the tone of the movie mm-hmm. or, you know, even like Legends. Apparently, I can only speak to Ridley Scott director's cuts, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just doesn't change the tone of the movie, but it's just something else. It's there if you want to mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. yeah, it's still fun. It's on my holiday wish list. Yeah. So everyone out there listening, <laughs> you want to wish me a Merry Christmas? A team on Blu-ray. Yeah. Like I said, I, I I don't think I'm a good person to review that movie at all because I I have such a childhood built-in love for the A team. Mm-hmm. I guess the highest compliment I can say is it satisfies that nostalgia quotient for me in a in a non-offensive way. Yeah. Um. Like I said, for me to say that I like GI Joe and A team is kind of high praise because there are two things from my childhood that are pretty sacred, and those are two of them. And mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not offended by changes or updates like that i mean there are other things that i find highly offensive you know like the abortions of garfield movies and things like that i mean because <laughs> you got such a tie into the original garfield character well i just i mean i know I, I grew up reading garfield books that was like a thing to get those compilation weird shaped yep. garfield books i had those and it's like now i don't i'm offended by garfield in general but okay well you're a little bit younger i mean I, I'm, just, I'm not that's not a slide. I'm just saying, like, there was a there was a time when it was like where it was actually funny. Yeah, like it was, really it was, six years, huh? Like, no, I'm just saying like, there was a time period, like when it first started kind of coming out and becoming popular, that it was like it was like a Simpsons curve. I mean, there was literally like if I still had the books in front of me, I could say like, okay, read up to like volume eight and then just stop because mm-hmm. like they okay. just started introducing like side stupid characters and like oh I'm, i just never i got i got 200 jokes and i've told all 200 and now it's the same ones over i hate mondays mm-hmm. lasagna yeah you know. i i well yeah. I've, I've well when the real when jim davis was actually writing and drawing it yeah you know it's once he had a studio that handled everything that's when it was like okay it's, apparently he hates then, the that's fuck when be, out of garfield that's when it became garfield mad libs yeah you know yeah I'm saying there there was a time. It's like okay. it's like anything. I've never, I don't think I've ever 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 laughed at a single Garfield okay. cartoon. There are some from the from the late '70s and early '80s yeah. that are actually like actually yeah. genuinely funny. Well, yeah. we'll have to find some not of this many. I mean, I'm not saying me. like the whole run was yeah. like amazing. It's not. It's but, not like a far side type of thing. You know, it's not like where it was almost generally consistently brilliant. You know, I mean, but luckily, not well, you know, lucky for the uh, the lineage that is the far side. You know, he. I believe Gary Larson died, right? And that, or did he just stop? He just stopped. He, he just, stopped? yeah, okay. he stopped. He said, "You know what?" When he didn't think I'd he could make yeah, all the jokes, I can make done. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he quit. Well, he's you done. Know, yeah, so same thing. He like did the Bill Watterson. Yeah, yeah, Watterson. Yeah. So there was a time when it wasn't like now to say. I mean, to say that Garfield movies are offensive is like, you know, it's just it's like making fun of something that's already ridiculous. It's like so you're gotcha, like, yeah. oh, you know, Daniel Steele's just not what you used to be. It's like, bitch doesn't even write her books. They're cranked <laughs> out four a year, you know, like some retard you know <laughs> you know it's just like you know there was a time when these people did their original things and there was a reason they got to where they were but that's all i'm saying and now they're there they 
Yeah. Reap the rewards. Exactly. They got Tom Clancy's. They Tom Clancy at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Slap my name on that piece of shit. I don't care. Tom Isn't Clancy's Tom Clancy Garfield? dead? I don't know. I don't, I don't believe he is Tom Clancy Splinterfield. <laughs> we don't know any facts. <laughs> We're just talking about yeah, it. No, but I mean, no, I, whatever. I like 18. And the director's cut is take it or leave it. Watch it yeah. one time. But, you know, then I don't know if, if unless there's something that you didn't like about that one. Now, how long does the director's cut make it? Because I seem to remember well, 18 being hours. fairly long. Yeah, it's about it's it's 117 to 136. So it's, it's like it's already a two hour movie. Yeah. And then you add, you know, 215 minutes. So. Yeah. Now like tell said, me, was the tank scene still just just as awesome? Yeah, that's that's a really well composed action scene. Just the like I said, that that stark cut to the fishing boat in Germany is still hilarious. Mm-hmm. Still works. Yeah, there's some there's some little moments that they kind of let um, Charlton Copley go a little more crazy, like mm-hmm. let the cameras roll a little bit longer on some of the director's cut stuff. That yeah. is is almost I could almost say watch it just for that. Because yeah, that's. He's apparently a pretty funny dude. But yeah. who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Fuck! Fuck. Fuck. Fucking creature! Fuck. Fucking creature! One fucking creature! One fucking creatures! Yeah. Uh, what else I watch? Um, oh, I just very quickly watched the first Dirty Harry movie on Blu-ray. Nice. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. How'd that, uh, how'd that work on Blu-ray? Uh, it's good. It's clean. Um cleaned up or yeah like, no look, it's it's looks, it's it looks as probably as good as that film see the problem is, is like i think we were having this discussion about things like bullet there is a time period yeah. between it didn't always happen it, it, cheaper in, in a more inexpensive movies started about the mid 60s um up until like about 80 like see it's weird like you'd find some movies in the mid 60s into early 70s that would look fine you know like godfather can look amazing when they clean it up mm-hmm. but some slightly lower budget movies like bullet or something would they started using cheaper and cheaper film stock until like all the movies were using it by the late seventies. It's like they were just using shit film stock mm-hmm. and I apparently they just didn't care about preserving it or anything. Cause it's like, there's some movies that's just like, I swear it's like no matter what they do, they kind of look like shit. Yeah. You know, and dirty Harry is a pretty fairly low budget movie. I think for it being a Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. vehicle. Um, Cause he wasn't, Clint Eastwood, you know, right. but during, during the first one, I mean, he was, hey, he's that guy that's in those spaghetti westerns kind of guy. Right. But um, but it looks good. It looks pretty good. It's not all grainy like Bullet. No, no it's not super grainy and sounds... God, I got to warn everybody out there, don't buy Blue, Bullet on Blu-ray. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, buy yeah, it I on mean, Super 8. The sound is decent, you know. Okay. But yeah, it's, I think they did a pretty good job with the set. And yeah, it was just nice to revisit the film. And I can't argue with the price. I mean, it was an Amazon... Black Friday thing. I think it was like 25 bucks for all five movies. Yeah. I was like, yeah, on Blu-ray. I can do that. The Deadpool. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah. So, but I'll get around to all of them eventually. But yeah, it was nice to revisit he that kills movie. kills dudes. I hear that. There's a pool. Talks softly, but kills dudes. Yeah. Carries big gun. I believe that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you picked up Inception. I did. Wow. How was it the second time around? Um, still love that movie. <laughs> yeah. So much. Did you change your mind about any of the events? And as far as like, what, oh, like, like how ending? you thought they occurred? Yeah. Mm, no. No. Okay. I still have the same feeling. Did rolling the van still seem like it should have woken them up? Mm, no. <laughs> no, really. I. Uh, Sorry. 
We used to have. Am BJ, I trying BJ to, still am hasn't I, seen it, no, so that's right. I'm, yeah. just, trying, I'm, I'm being, just tuning out right now I'm being, while you're talking I'm about being it. Being purposely so. vague, but no, it it obviously looks amazing on Blu-ray. It's yeah. amazing looking movie. So, does that have special features on it at all? Oh yeah, or? whole another disc, Blu-ray disc. Oh, so nice. they leave full quality for the movie itself. That's another one that's on my uh, Christmas wish list. So anyone out there, if you're interested in helping me have a Merry Christmas, Blu-ray. They did it Inception. right. They main movie one Blu-ray. Special features, another Blu-ray. They give you the DVD copy and the digital copy, but it's only one disc. So they oh, don't. That's good. So it's like, look, if you want a DVD, here's another disc. Here's where the digital copy lives too. It's just whatever. If you're, mm-hmm. you're, <laughs> why would you even buy the Blu-ray set? But here it is, just in case you're yeah. going somewhere and you don't have a Blu-ray player. So I, I just I appreciate that that they didn't like cram a whole other disc in there just for digital copy or some bullshit. It's like here's that other disc that does everything else. So. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really dug in the special features, which, if you remember back, was one of the things I was most excited about, but mm-hmm. my weeks have been a little crazy here re- recently, so it's like, when I've had a chance to watch, it's like, I need something that's most 100% going to keep me awake, so mm-hmm. I need full movie, not special yeah. features, so. I know the feeling. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. Um, all right, one last public service announcement for everybody. Okay. Arena. Oh, yeah. Netflix streaming. In case you missed it on the Twitter or the oh, Facebook post. Get the Arena is on Netflix streaming. Strangely, no disc. Of course not. You can only do streaming. That's and why we apparently, have a copy. Uh, I was informed by by one of our fans that it is not available in Canada. Yep. Just that kind was of unfortunate. Uh, That's a bummer. Courtesy of uh, that AES guy. Yeah, I AES can't, I can't remember your name right now. Sorry. It's late. I'm tired. I don't have brains AES left. and some numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. AES... 138, I think. Mike Newman. Mike Newman. There you from go. From Toronto. Mike Newman from Toronto informs us that yeah. it is not available in Canada because uh, Canada's Netflix just our hat. sucks. I'm sorry about that. You don't yeah. get Arena, but hey, you have Scott Pilgrim. So if you're in the U.S., watch Arena. It's like Rocky in space, <laughs> but better. <laughs> and Stitch. Yep. <laughs> Much Steve. better than that Disney version. Watch it, Steve. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you got anything, BJ? You want to come over to the house and watch The Notebook with me, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> let's not start that up. We can it go always on makes me cry, Steve. <laughs> Would you hold my hand while we watch it, Steve? <laughs> I, I'd never let go, Steve. Wrong movie. Oh. I know. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget to let go, Steve. <laughs> Does that work better? Yes. I'll never. Hey, look, a shiny star. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. Anyway. People that care for Alzheimer's patients are the forgotten victims. <laughs> oh, I still can't believe they did that. That was a real thing. I'm not insensitive. That's actually a commercial. That people really? Took Is no, that an Alzheimer's commercial? Yes. They took no irony in saying that. Well. No, there was. It was said with zero no, irony. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying as a. That's. As part of a family who cares for. I understand the message. The phrasing is what I have a problem with. Oh, it's. <laughs> It's terrible, but yeah. like having come, like my great aunt had Alzheimer's coming from, we took care of her, my family did. And uh, coming from that, I can totally dig it. It's hilarious. Okay. I see the humor in it. I, yes, and but I it's, see the seriousness in it. It's not something I mean, where they should make humorous, is my point. So that or good things come in bears. Oh. <laughs> Which one? I'll take the, the Alzheimer's one. Okay. As far as poor, poor taglines, yeah. poor slogans. I'd rather. Well, on that I'd poster, rather, too. I'd rather wear the Alzheimer's shirt than the than the good things come in bears. 
Uh. All right. Yeah. Hey, boo boo. All right. So it's time for contact information. Yes. I'm ready. Um, Website. BMFcast.com. Email. BMF at BMFcast.com. Twitter. Twitter.com slash BMFcast. Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMFcast. iTunes. Search for the Bad Movie Fiends podcast or BMFcast. Rate us, review us, five stars, subscribe. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. You can do that on Facebook, too. Apparently, they spread the word pretty well over there. Oh, is that what that is? That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Some man of the year thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, and finally, the most important thing of all. That you will ever do. Right. In your lifetime. Is the always hilarious Garfield phone hotline. 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. 910-556-9263. Open Garfield's eyes to your insight. And we will put you on the podcast. Yes. All the above statements are true. Awesome. All right. Let's get out of here. Okay. I'm going to rest my voice. Yes. Tom Harlow. Say it. Oh. Oh, wait. No, no. What? I, w- I just wanted Mac- Mackie to say the men's warehouse tagline on the podcast before we signed off. Listen to the Bamcast. No. Dance monkey You'll dance. You'll enjoy it. I guarantee it. Sure. Yeah. Close enough. You're not I, quite full. I, I like that I was questioning that whether I'd guarantee it or not. Hmm. I'd guarantee it. Hmm? <laughs> I, I maybe guarantee yeah. it. Uh, guarantees a bit strong. Uh, <laughs> I, no, all right. You're not quite. If, full you, if you watch well. Arena on Netflix, you will love it. I guarantee it. Perfect. Okay, there we go. All right, let's get out of here. All right, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie, and I'm the Beach, and this is Bamcast out. See ya. Game over, Steve. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.